Right. Ah, it is real. <clears throat> Andrea real. Bell, you're here. Trevor. Welcome. Welcome. Great to be back. Yeah. 2018. 2018 is a new year. Mm-hmm. How's the um how's the visitor numbers at the Hocken with the whole retrospective collection oh, uh, nice. exhibit going on at the moment? Steady. Yeah. Yep. It's quite a tight, quiet time in Dunedin at the moment, isn't it? With I don't know. There's cruise ships are plenty. That's true. That's true. We did have some good. Yeah, we had a few international visitors recently. Mm-hmm. Highlighted yeah. some people's lives, I hear. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I give a good tour. If anyone wants to pop on down. Yeah. But yeah, so that show, Continuity and Change, which we talked about just before Christmas, mm. that ends on the 27th of January. So there's a little bit of time left. Yeah. To come down and see it. Nice. Another talked about was the. Uh, uh, Benali, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Venice Benali, Benali, uh, and <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a, a young artist that showed at, well, uh, uh, at the Benali, young, you know, middle aged now, yep. I guess he's thirty five. Oh, he's thirty five. He's a year younger than me. I can say young. All, yeah, getting a bit closer to that. <sighs> We've got no choice. We have no choice in this. We just age. Um, yes, you went off to the big smoke at some stage. Yeah, twenty fifteen. It was mm. like a lifetime ago. No, this was it 2015 you saw this? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, 2015, this oh. is a Biennale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you went to Auckland. Show. I went to Auckland about to see a different show, yes. Yes. Um, just, <laughs> just before Christmas as well, just yeah. in December, mm-hmm. um, to see an exhibition called The Founder's Paradox by Simon Deddy, who, just to recap, so he represented New Zealand at the Venice Biennale, and I might talk a little bit about that shortly, but he's an artist from New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, he grew up in Auckland, um, he's currently based in Berlin. He studied at um, Elam School of Fine Arts at the University of Auckland and then got lured over to the Stadlschule. No, oh, yeah, Stadlschule. <laughs> pronunciation in Frankfurt. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's exhibited widely. He's, he's had solo shows at MoMA PS1 in New York, at the Serpentine Sackler Gallery in London, and yeah, as we mentioned, represented New Zealand at Venice. Yeah. And he's also represented commercially in Australia, New Zealand, uh, Italy, and Germany. So it's hugely successful for an artist of his age. And in terms of what his practice is about, he's got a sculptural practice that describes his work as kind of exhibition making, I guess, because Mm -hmm. his installations are so involved and all-encompassing. And in a sense, he's kind of like his own curator, like because he just provides everything. Yeah. Um, And in general, his work's really highly research-driven. It focuses on the aesthetics and politics of technology and technology companies, their products and ideologies, and kind of connects that back to New Zealand, mm-hmm. always. So, for example, back in 2013, 2014, he had an exhibition called The Personal Effects of Kim.com. Have you yes. heard of that one? Yes, I have yeah, so that was that. at the Adam Art Gallery in Wellington, but mm-hmm. also travelled to Vienna and to um, Colchester in the UK. And for that one, he presented um, replicas or stand-ins for... The items that were seized in the police raids of Kim.com's mansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, kind of during that time of their kind of investigation into his file sharing um, service, mega upload. So, the items that were seized kind of essentially became his list of works in a way, like, because he had all this crazy stuff at, at his home, like, you know, fancy cars, yeah, yeah. lots of cash. He had a pink Cadillac. Yeah, pink Cadillac. The classic. Um, there was like a predator, yeah, you yeah. know, life-size model, and all these different <laughs> things. So it made for a pretty cool exhibition. Yeah. 
And then for Secret Power, which was the exhibition he had at the Venice Biennale, he looked at, um, he presented his work across two sites, the Marciana Library in um, Venice and also the Marco Polo Airport. And his work was based on like the imagery used by the NSA, uh, particularly its graphic design used in internal communications to describe complex surveillance um, technology and um, the graphic design was relating also to the Five Eyes Alliance, you know, which includes um, the UK, USA, mm-hmm. Canada, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. New Zealand's connections there. And um, that was, you know, revealed in the WikiLeaks documents by Edward Snowden. And then the title for the exhibition, Secret Power, related to a book published in the 90s by Nikki Hager, mm-hmm. who was a um, that one exposed my uh, my great uncle actually, oh, really? who was the head of the uh, uh, G- GCSB. Oh, fascinating! There's a connection to me. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's a bit, of, a bit of a tidbit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for today we're here to talk about the founders' paradox. Yes, um, yes, it's amazing. Yeah, and so I've just got a little blurb from the from the website about it. So the founders' paradox uses the framework of gaming to reflect on competing um, political visions for New Zealand's future within a global climate of uncertainty and changing social relations. In an increasingly fractured and fictitious world, the neoliberal status quo in New Zealand is starting to be questioned at both ends of the political spectrum. Um, And I should have mentioned, like in his previous works, he often incorporates kind of pop culture references or sci-fi or fantasy, like you mm-hmm. know, we talked about Predator and that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, this is kind of the visual language that he uses in his work. Um, so the exhibition was divided into two parts or two models. Um, so it was kind of one first case study looked at Peter Thiel. Remember Peter Thiel? Mm-hmm. So he was in the news last year a bit. He's a Silicon Valley tech giant. Yeah. Um, He's associated with PayPal, um, Facebook, the data analysis, um, spy sof- software used by um, like the NSA and different people. Oh, sorry, the CSI um, and CIA. Yeah, CSI. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was just, just going to let you run. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's known for his, um, he's a co-author of a book called Zero to One, which is like a self-help guide for entrepreneurs. He's also known for his beliefs in individual freedom, monopoly capitalism, his support for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, funding research into life extension technologies, yeah. and um, promoting the idea of living free from government control. And he um, was in the media last year because he purchased a large amount of land in Wanaka in 2015 and became a New Zealand citizen in 2011 um, after donating, I think, a million a million dollars to yep. the Christchurch Earthquake Appeal. So his kind of um, citizenship was fast-tracked um, and he doesn't really spend much time in New Zealand. Um, although he has actually seen this exhibition, which is quite fascinating. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And on the flip side, so the other model or the other case study, I guess, in this exhibition was Denny contrasting Peter Thiel's views against Oxford-based millennial New Zealand writer Max Harris, who published his critique of New Zealand's neoliberal trajectory in his book The New Zealand Project last year. Mm. Um, And that is focused more on the future of work, economics, foreign policy, criminal justice system, education, housing, um, gender issues, and he's got more of a collectivist approach, kind of um, he's kind of thinking about New Zealand's future and suggesting that we should focus more on values. Mm-hmm. And it's quite fascinating that he wrote this book before the election, so it was kind of 
quite relevant in a kind of John Key national government era, but as kind of the context has changed slightly since. Mm-hmm. I um, saw a lot of neoliberalism going on with that. Yeah, of course. Time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what the actual um, exhibition... Oh, sorry, just a little bit more about Harris. So he's proposing that the future depends on embracing care, creativity, community to create a fairer kind of yeah. um, country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so what does this actual exhibition look like? He's so using this board game kind of aesthetic. Um, the display cases kind of set up like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a new language to me because I didn't grow up playing that Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Might be surprised to believe. But, um, yeah, it, he also references Jenga, Twister, Operation. There's, I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I saw. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like a self-portrait of the it's artist. Amazing. As if it's um, the Operation game. So it's like a mannequin and he's got, like, what do you call this? Um, those knuckle things? Um, fidget spinner. Oh, fidget spinner, Fidget yeah. spinner. He's yeah, got, that. like, in his head, like a third eye that kind of looks like Skynet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's wearing Nike trainers. He's got he's an got iPad in his chest. iPad in his chest. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's kind yeah. of this futuristic kind of mummy or something. <laughs> um, in a crate. In a crate, yeah. So mm. kind of, yeah, interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also kind of referencing, I guess, Peter Thiel's like, idea of like life preservation as well. So it's kind of all these fascinating things. Um also the game of life yes. and yeah so he incorporates these different political figures into the characters of the board games and there's a lot of text about the show so it's very um dense but it's also quite accessible in that way because you can read about it and the games are annotated with notes like for example the twister um it's actually a tapestry it's like a rug that looks like the twister game that talks about homelessness colonization capitalism and that sort of thing and as well he's borrowed a work by michael patakofi the artist who also represented new zealand at venice a few years back no they were just hanging together just uh, hanging out yeah yeah and um this because he was actually simon denny's like lecturer or tutor i guess at elam um that he kind of makes works that are kind of similarly fabricated to a high kind of production value. And his work, I think, is called Acts. And it's like a pick-up sticks kind of work, but it's got, like, little, um, like, axes and picks and different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, again, a comment on Max Harris's kind of ideas about decolonisation and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, essentially the show is about kind of possible futures for New Zealand and what direction we might go in. So, yeah. I know which one of the ones I'd choose. Yeah, um, I re- sure. I mean, I'm assuming you couldn't play the operation? No, unfortunately it wasn't interactive <laughs> or Twister. <laughs> Twister was on the walls, yeah, so you couldn't yeah. do that. Wow, yeah. Because <laughs> um, it looked like, you know, it had all the things there. It had the tool, it had the, 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 yeah, the tongs the pick it up. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I would just not be able to help myself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked, like, I mean, it's amazing. And like with, I didn't read, I just looked. Mm, yeah. And you've told me all that and I'm just like yeah. blown away. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like yeah, absolutely cool. blown away. And the detail, like the work that's gone into it, it's yeah. incredible. It must take a hell of a long yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess also the Founders Paradox, like it's an interesting title. Yeah. Like Peter Thiel has a fund called the Founders Fund where he no. um, tries, he gives millions of dollars to like young people to like not go to university but to instead become entrepreneurs yeah so he's kind of against that system of university um and also i guess you know there's a paradox and when you're an entrepreneur starting out you want to be different you want to do all these things but do you fall into that pattern of kind of Mm. selling out and 
Anyway, but yeah, it's, it was a great show. I bet it was. Um, and it's come to an end up at that. It has, up unfortunately, there. yeah. And this was the first show that it had since. 2014 at the Adam Art Gallery, so it might be a while again before we see more. Although he's going to be in an exhibition that I'm hoping to see in um, Wellington as part of the arts festival called This Is New Zealand. Oh, this is the, oh, <laughs> lovely. And uh, Te Papa has bought some of his Yes, work. that's right. And I think that might be included in the. I think that's going to be included in the show because they bought part of his installation for the Secret Power yeah. exhibition, which is kind of perfect because kind of the aesthetic of his work with all the didactics and all the kind of busyness is kind of typical of kind of to papa's kind of style of yeah. interactive although his work's not interactive it's kind of got the same oh, graphic design yeah that. i know I so good just want to get in there and yeah. have a nerd night i wonder if he's ever played it with his friends i'm sure yeah. actually as well peter too apparently has um played dungeons and dragons as a child and has, has read <laughs> lord of the rings 10 times since he's been an adult oh really and he's got a company is it called power Tea or something like this it's like a reference to a tolkien so oh. i'm not up to speed on oh really these references. but yeah he's like a total nerd as well so there's kind of these interesting now he's, references he's gonna be one of the ones that helps cause the apocalypse that he's gonna come over here and live mm. you know to hide from mm. good on you pete um amazing um mm. so do you do you think this will show again I mean, it probably will tour to other places or be reincorporated perhaps into other shows. Somewhere there's so much overseas. involved. Yeah. Has he ever shown in Dunedin? Actually, he has at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. I think he might have been a visiting artist. He had quite a different practice when he started out yeah. in New Zealand. It was more kind of sculptural and more of a kind of traditional sense, I guess. But it's kind of evolved, I think, since he's moved away from New Zealand, he's kind of more focused on New Zealand. Like, I think when yeah. I moved to Australia, I was much more, oh, New Zealand, I've got to, like, mm. relate to New Zealand. Once I even watched an All Blacks game and I cried. <laughs> it was <laughs> And I was like, who am I? This. But now I'm back and everything's fine. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, you know, like, I'm sure, I don't know. If was it the Simon haka that made you cry? Probably, <laughs> but I don't know if Simon Jenny's a sports fan. But you know, maybe he just has these like a little bit of a patriotic kind mm. of feeling. Since maybe he's he been sees overseas. a piece of lamb and cries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably much cheaper over there too in Germany. Oh, of, co- of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> and you don't have to be near fluctuating cows to enjoy it. Ah, uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Thanks Amazing. My first week back and you're yeah. in. Woohoo. Yes, yes. All right. uh, um yeah, unfortunately yeah, I can't, I really want to go see this. Yeah, sorry, too late. Yeah, oh, well. uh, but you will see you again in yep, uh, couple of weeks. Couple of weeks time. Have yourself a good time. Go down to Hocken, check mm. out the exhibition that's on there now, get a personal tour. Um <laughs> after two. Great. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Uh, Andrea, always a pleasure, thank you so much.